Now entering Nerdist.com. True it with a guy named Kevin. True it and this other guy Steve. True it from the TV and the movies, and now this podcast stream. True it, they're gonna get chewy. True it, they might even get me. True it, but they're gonna get funky on this podcast thing. Let me guess what you're chewing. Okay. Let me guess what you're chewing. Okay. A Trisket. How the fuck did you know? How the fuck did you know? Because <laughs> I just, I, I, well, let me guess what you're chewing. Okay, go. A pretzel. God damn, damn it. Did I get Batten it? Batten a thousand. Wow, look at that. Heffern and Lemmy, batten a thousand. Look at that. I mean, Lemmy Heffern and batten a thousand. Whatever, Heffern and Lemmy, that's fine. Okay. Fuck it. Okay. Alphabetical. Okay. Lemmy Heffern and sounds better, but uh, alphabetical is okay. cool too. I like pretzels. You love pretzels. I really do. Like, pretzels are like, to me, the uh, perfect snack food. Because it's kind of bready, yet it's salty, yet there's no fat. Mm. I'm not a huge pretzel guy. Yeah. Like, because you like a little fat in your in your snack. Yeah, I mean, I want like uh, I want uh, so, you know a lot of time. I think I'm more of a cookie guy. Okay. I, I, I've started to realize I'm more of a cookie guy, a chocolate guy. Oh, sweets. That's when you're getting old, you know. I like so. when a dude turns into a sweets guy. That's when he's old. Well, I mean, truthfully, if you're gonna if you're gonna start to paint me into a corner like that, I like I like all snacks. I know that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to paint you in a corner. Yeah, what are you, what are you getting aggressive with me right off the bat? <laughs> well, it's uh, it's a nighttime podcast, which I I kind of like nighttime podcasts. This is a a very late night podcast. It is. There's something naughty about a nighttime podcast. We get a little crazy, don't we? We do. We go. Uh, how much do you? So pretzels are your favorite snack, though. I do. I uh, love pretzels. I mean, pretzels are my snack of choice. Yeah. Sometimes I think maybe maybe like a popcorn would be, but no, I'll go pretzel or popcorn. Yeah, but that's like I I feel badly for you sometimes when I see you like going for the pretzels first. I'm like, oh, oh really? That poor fella. Because you think it's a poor man's snack. Yeah, you don't know what's tasty in life. No, no, I I do know. I just I just like the simple, crunchy, bready saltiness of a pretzel. So, I mean, so in some ways, like I'll put it in my mouth and I'll just sit, let it sit there. And let it dissolve in my mouth. What happens when like the salt is off it and it just becomes like the meal? Then it's the bread. I'm a bread guy. You are a bread guy. I like bread. If I like, I think you're a bread, soup, and pasta guy. I am. Like you, I am. Every restaurant we ever go to together, you order soup as an appetizer, yeah. pretty much, mm-hmm. and then or a wedge. Yeah, wedge. Yeah, often. And then, I mean, usually you'll get. Uh, You'll get a steak. Sure. So but you also love pasta. So I was more of a meat soup, bread, uh, salt, pasta, pizza, yeah. steak guy. But you like those, you like fatty <laughs> steaks. You like fatty steaks. Uh, well, that's not true. As uh, opposed to your uh, fatless pretzels. When I go out into the world, I like a fatty steak because at my house, they only eat lean steaks here. Sure. My kids won't eat a fatty steak. Sure. But Whereas I, when I was a kid, I always liked the fat. Yeah, I didn't. I'm like, oh, that's good. Uh, and then, uh, 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 then you realize you're not supposed to eat it. My kids are already at the point where they just don't think the fat, they don't like it. Although, I had um, a, a friend of mine, who actually we should have on this podcast, um, who's, uh, you know, he went to Culinary Institute of America. Okay. Didn't go to college. He went, right after high school, he, he went. Was he a, a child prodigy? No, his father was a, a lawyer. Okay. Uh, although, a restaurant lawyer. Okay. And his mother was a feminist. I do restaurant law. Well, the irony, the <laughs> irony is that... At some point, he got a job as the manager for the Cafe des Artistes restaurant in New York City. Okay. His father got him the job because he was the lawyer. Right. And then when it came time to fire him, his father had to fire oh, him. Oh, boy, that hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jimmy, I'm going to have to let you go. Yeah. But then... It was Dave. David. 
But okay. uh, don't give me don't give me secrets away. But there was one time um, in high school, he was already a good chef, and we were it was summertime. We were on summer vacation. We were barbecuing. We were right. grilling. We were grilling. Right. And he cooked a steak mm-hmm. so fucking well uh-huh. that we fought over the fight. Are you saying well meaning not well done? Not well done. Okay, got it. Cooked, That's what he they're saying. He cooked it good. He, he cooked it good. Yeah, he cooked it so he good. He cooked it so good that we fought over the, the, the fat. Like birds? Yeah. <laughs> but more. Like, you know, it's like, 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 uh, like, like lions. Yeah. Like lions. Yeah. Like, like we lions. all wanted that fat. It was like, you right. know, because like, I love bacon fat. Sure. I love, okay. The fat is my favorite part of the bacon. Yeah. He he cooked it just so that all the fat on the steak on the outside of the steak was like that. It was like bacon fat. Cooked mm. bacon it was so good, so good. But I don't, I don't I don't like the fat in steak, and I don't like a marbly steak. Okay. Even though my my people, my Argentine uh, right brethren, love a marbled steak. They put a they put they cook a marble steak and they put a fucking slab of butter on top of it. Oh yeah, you people. That's a great you thing. people. It's a great thing. Our people. Um, I want. Can I do something serious before we get going? Always, Kev. Do what you want. I want to point at like you. This. You don't have to ask. You don't have to ask. It's well, your I don't, podcast. I don't usually do this, but like... Uh, you want to uh, tell me you love me? Uh, no, no. I feel like... Because uh, you've said that this, already. This week, uh, there was kind of a seminal moment in the history of podcasting. Okay. Uh, and uh, it really says something about this thing that we do, this medium that we do, which I really enjoy. Okay. But uh, I don't know if you even know this. No. But, 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 uh, but I'm starting to get disinterested. Go. I know. Uh, so, uh, uh, on Monday, uh, Mark Marin had Obama on his podcast, okay. President Obama. Yeah. And I listened to it today. How was it? And it's fantastic. Really? And I would urge people to go listen to it. Uh, WTFpod.com. Uh, it was fantastic. And it's fantastic because of what makes a podcast fantastic mm-hmm. is that, well, first of all, the fact that a sitting president sat down for a podcast in a guy's garage. Sure. Is amazing. Yeah, I wonder what Howard Stern had to say about that. I don't know, but uh, 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 I mean, I find that to be amazing. Mm-hmm. And then just the fact that uh, the podcast lends itself so well to having an in-depth conversation with somebody, mm-hmm. where you're used to sound bites or you're used to whatever. And this guy sat down and had an uh, over an hour conversation with Mark Maron. Yeah, about all a range of topics. Sure. Then even if you don't like the guy, I defy you to listen to that and not. Marin, that he's a Marin smart guy. or Obama. Well, I'm talking about Obama, right. Yeah. Uh, I defy you to listen to it and not think the guy's at least a thoughtful Do you hear that, people? Kevin person. Heaven is defying you. But I, I do think, I mean, from, from our perspective, from sure. our point of view, uh, uh, it's, a, it's a big uh, kind of, I think it's a historical moment, first of all, but it's also a, a big moment for the podcast medium. I sure. Think. Was it a hysterical moment? Did they joke? There were some jokes. There were some jokes, Obama's but it was got very serious. I know, but, you know, Marin... And I don't know. I don't even know Marin, so I'm not. You know, uh, you don't know Marin. We don't know Marin. We're just, you know. But he, he it's. Uh, there were some funny stuff, but no, there's there's there a lot of serious stuff. Holy know? shit! I can't even imagine what it would be like if we had Obama on our podcast. Well, I was thinking about it because what it was is like you know Marin does his podcast at a garage in Pasadena. Yeah. And in, at the beginning of the podcast, he's, before Obama gets on, he describes what's going on in his neighborhood. They shut down the neighborhood. Yeah. There's about like 50 fucking black SUVs. Yeah. There are snipers on his neighbor's, top of his neighbor's houses. That's crazy. And they just shut everything down. And then his neighbors knew it was going to, so some were annoyed, but some put signs on the lawn. Yeah. Welcome to our neighborhood, President Obama. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, to me, it's an amazing thing that any neighbor would be like, I'm annoyed at this disruption. <laughs> yeah. It's the fucking president. It's the president. And it's cool. It would be sweet to have Obama on our podcast. First, we'd make him chew. 
Right. First, we'd make him solo chew. <laughs> right. We'd do group chew, then, then solo chew. Then we'd ask him what he was chewing. Yeah, then we'd ask him what he was chewing. <laughs> uh, and then you would start to ask him questions, and I would try to derail everything. Right. And I was trying to think about that. Like, you would derail, and then, uh, like, Marilyn was his best behavior. There's no swearing. There was no swearing. Oh. Uh, you, you would ha- ask him, like, about his sex life or something, or, like, how big his dick is or something. Well, like at that. some point, I'd have my typical, <laughs> I'd have, like, my, one, my pervy comment. <laughs> And then I, you know, I do the one. Also, I, you know, I always, I always think I always cross the line at some point during a podcast, right? But if you did that, because the other thing he said was that there were, you know, tons of people, Secret Service and people from the staff who were sitting outside the garage with headphones on, listening as they're recording. Sure, probably to make sure that none of that shit. Happened. Oh, dude, we would have the Secret Service. We'd be laughing. done. We'd be done in seconds. Oh, you think they'd, they'd shut us down? They'd punt us, maybe. But anyway, I, you know, I don't want to dwell on it, but. It was. I listened to it, and it's a fantastic conversation. I urge people to go listen to it, and um, it's a great moment uh, for podcasts. I feel like. Anyway, Kev. Anyway, um, we. Uh, I'm excited about our topic. Me too. I'm excited about our topic. Okay, bring it to us. Well, I've been. I've been. You know, uh, there are a couple movies I've, wa- I've been watching recently, and I won't bring them up right now because they're going to be in my list. But, and um, I came to realize how much I love a great villain. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You drew for the heroes a lot, but really, a movie can be made by the greatness of the villain. Yeah. Well, the truth you know is, I mean? if you uh, even as far back as like you know, I mean, in history, the villain is always the more interesting character. Sure. The devil. The devil. Yeah. Paradise Lost. Right. The, you know, the devil is because because the, the thing is, the hero can't say everything. Yeah. The the villain can say whatever the fuck he wants, right? And the and the badder the villain is, the more of a badass the villain is, the more of a challenge our hero has, and it just makes the story better. Sure. Yeah. No. There. I mean, my my favorite movies, my favorite villains, and my favorite movies are the ones where at the time in the movie, I couldn't figure out how they were going to defeat him. Right. I couldn't figure out. Because, you know, you and I were, were film people, and even before we got involved in the film business, like, our minds were already working in that way of, like, telling stories and, you know, probably poking holes in things sometimes. And I remember when I was a kid, there were certain movies, and we'll talk about them because I've thought about this, but, like, there were certain villains that I didn't know. I didn't know how you could, sure. how you could overcome it. Right. And then when it happened and it was done well, it was such a relief. Yeah, and that's how you invested in the story. It yeah. took you along for the ride. Yeah, and so the flip side is the lame ass villains. Yeah, right. The Which, villains who don't cut it. The villains who you do not really deem as the threat that they're intended to be. Sure, and that right? can, that often it's it's the wimpy villain, the crappy villain, the un- unimpressive villain. And so what we decided to do, we would do top ten best, most badass villains. Yeah, and then top ten pussy villains. Yeah. Is that cool to say that or no? That's not cool to say that. Pussy villains? Yeah. Uh, Is that misogynistic? A pussy villain? No, I mean, okay. no. Wussy? A wussy villain. Wimpy? Sure. Let's, hey, Kevin Heffernan, this is the Chewing It podcast. <laughs> I know. Don't start pulling your punches now. After. I'm not pulling a punch. I just, you know, I mean, we should just keep in mind. That we go out to one million people a week. I know it. Don't. 500,000 were women, though. I don't want to offend the 500,000 women out there. Our, who Our true crew women? If yeah. they are offended by that at this point. Then they're pussies? 
<laughs> yeah, well, I'm just saying. It's like they've heard worse. They've heard worse on this podcast. All right, you want to do badass villains first? or, yeah. or Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, so you want to go first? Sure. Okay, go. I'm I'm going to start with the the guy. And we have not uh, looked at each other's no, list. No, we never So do. we will end up cannibalizing each other a little yeah. bit here. Yeah, and I think, but I, but when we talked about doing this, uh, this right. topic, I did throw this guy's name out there because I think this is the... Um, Possibly the best performance by a villain in a movie ever. <gasps> okay. Uh, and let's hey, let's can I say this too before sure, we start? Kev, sure. Let's keep it to like actors. You know what I'm saying? Um, like like it's not like the shark from Jaws well, or that's, that's that he, kind of shit. Well, he was. What he was an actor? No, but that's, oh, that Bruce, what an actor! Hey. That's Jaws is one of the most terrifying. He absolutely is, absolutely is. But I, I, I think you know. What I was trying to think of is or the performance of the fuck. villain. I don't give a fuck. Wait, don't so you put let's me in try your to box. keep it in that world. Don't you keep you keep yours okay. in that world? Uh, like it's like the tree from uh, fucking that uh, Shyamalan Lama movie, you know, I don't with know. Wahlberg in it. I don't know what that is. What's the Wahlberg movie where the tree's the bad guy? Nature, oh, nature's the bad guy. Oh, the, ha- the happening or something yeah, like something like that. Like that. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Go. Sorry. Any more fucking conditions? I'll let you know when I come up with one. <laughs> Any more fucking rules? I'll let you know when I have yeah, here's one. Here's my first one. Is the shark from Jaws? <laughs> <laughs> he is okay. on my fucking list. Okay. Yeah, but I don't, I'm not buying it. Okay, go. Well, whatever. It's not yours to fucking talk sure. about. Okay. Okay. Uh, Longshanks from Braveheart. Okay. Okay. Patrick McGuhan. Oh, may he rest in peace. This dude, he was also the warden in in the Birdman from Alcatraz, oh, or Escape from Alcatraz. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. right. Uh, uh, King uh, Edward Longshanks. Yeah, oh. Braveheart. Here's the thing. Here's here's what I want. Every, tell the thing. Tell the what thing. I want everyone. Tell to the do. thing. I'm tired. I'm tired of you already, Kevin. <laughs> this late night podcast. Bring out the fucking the rule meister. Right. right. Uh, here's the thing about this uh, performance. Go back and watch it. What you will notice is that Edward Longshanks never. Blinks. Never blinks. Not one single time Never. in the movie does he blink. And that's that's like old school acting. You know, I feel like that's like something they teach like old school actors. Yeah. Never let them see you blink. Oh yeah. No. Well, that's the thing. It's like uh, like blinking shows weakness. Yeah. And that's the thing. This guy. I mean, the thing. The line he says is delivered so cruelly. Like the problem with Scotland is it's filled entirely with Scots. <laughs> And he never blinks. Yeah. And then, what is it? Seriously, people have to look at the blinking. He, he never blinks. Also, the scene where he chucks Philip out the window. Yeah. Oh my God! Who so is good. this that speaks to me as though I needed his advice? I'm I'm Philip, sir. I'm skilled in the art of warfare. And like, oh well, He's then, warfare. He like eats that word warfare. Yeah. And oh well, then why don't you tell me what you would do in the case as he walks him to the window yeah. and then throws him out? And then, ah! And, and then, then the the boy r- runs to the Philip Philip, and then he turns around to attack his father. His father catches his hand yeah. and smacks him Fucking across the face. Him. Yeah, um, but all those lines, he's so merciless. He's like, "What is it? If we can't, uh, if we can't uh, weed them out, we'll breed them out." <laughs> I tell you what. One thing that I don't I don't like, and I and I've seen it in several movies recently, is the uh, the telltale cough. Oh, you know, like we're somewhere in the middle of the second act, you hear a little cough, sure, and you know it's going to become a bigger cough. He's getting ill, and you know it's going to be death. Yeah, he's like it's always the cough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although McGuhan 
Not only did he do the cough well, it's great, but he never blinked. Sure, while he, he never was blinked coughing. while he was coughing. While he was coughing. Uh, I've told you this story, but uh, I was uh, at a restaurant in in uh, Santa Monica one night mm-hmm. uh, with my wife. Yeah, uh, eating in an intimate restaurant, mm-hmm. and I looked to the Bucati table. Beppo. It was Bucati Beppo, uh, family style. Uh-huh. Uh, I looked to my right. Yeah. And it was Patrick McGuhan. Oh man. And his wife. Okay. Or perhaps his woman. Concubine. And he was uh eating soup. Oh. And I was like <gasps> He eats soup just like me. And he didn't blink. And he had a wedge. He did not blink once. Not once. When he ate his soup. Not once. Even when it was too hot and he sneezed from the pepper. Yeah. Yeah. Did he have a, p- a petite filet? <laughs> I didn't. I don't know. I think he just had soup. Anyway, it was very close to the point that the time where he died. So maybe he was yeah ill. But I just I, I, like I think that is. I mean, he was so ruthless was and a great so bad cruel. Guy. That wasn't a case where I I thought you know I was I didn't know how he could be defeated, particularly since he was starting to get sick uh, in the second. Sure, so once he starts coughing, yeah. you know it's done. But uh, but he was so ruthless, <laughs> and what a performance. <laughs> So that's my first. Okay, that's great. Now, am, should I go top to bottom, or, I mean, I or should I just mix I, it up? Oh, I did that only because I had mentioned it to you that that. Was yeah, and you know what? I I actually took that off my list, so I wouldn't even think about it. Right, and I'm glad I did. Not that I didn't think that he didn't deserve to be on the list because he was on my list. Okay. Uh, uh, all right, let's go to the elephant in the room here. Let's just get it out of the way. Okay. The greatest film villain ever. Okay, I think I know who you're going to say. Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Here, here's something funny. Yeah. Because I have Darth Vader on my list here. Yeah. Um, I wrote Darthin, and, and my phone auto-corrected it to Farty. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wrote Vader, and it auto-corrected that to Cadet. <laughs> okay. So Darth so Vader. That's smart, what it means. Smart as Farty Cadet. Farty Cadet. Yeah. You know that it means, that, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah that's okay. why he's always breathing. like. <laughs> he doesn't want to breathe through his nose. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he has to have an outside ventilator because he can't breathe the, yeah, his the air in that so suit. so terrible. Yeah. He's got those space farts. <laughs> Farty Cadet. Yeah. Farty Cadet. Farty Cadet. Um, but anyway, I mean, I think, I think he's probably the top of many lists as the most badass because it's not even uh, how cool he is or the lore surrounding him. It's like I remember the visceral feeling I had as a 10-year-old in that theater mm-hmm. when that door to that ship opens and he walks through that door. Oh, yeah. And you've never seen anything like that. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And then he fucking talks and he, James Earl Jones, and he lifts the dude up by the throat. You know what I mean? You're mm-hmm. like... What the fuck oh, yeah. is this? And don't forget that every time he walks, he's accompanied by one of the greatest theme songs ever. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, and, I, and I vividly remember seeing that the first time I saw that and how it blew my fucking mind. Well, also because then he's interrogating Princess Leah and he says, there'll be no one to hear you scream. And then that fucking droid with that giant needle, yeah, the needle comes in. I was like, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, the lore surrounding him and, you know... Uh, the mystery of him. Sure. You know, like we talk about when we write scripts and, uh, you know, there's this feeling that you need to map everything out and you have to know everything, you know, about everything and whatever, but the mystery of that guy was what was great. And uh, it unfolded as the as the episodes went on. But, I mean, at that, in that first movie, you're like, I don't know who he is or where he comes from, but he's fucking evil and awesome. Sure, and then shit and happens. Terrifying. Like when the one dude questions him in the thing, he just like looks, holds his hands up, and the, like the long distance choke. Yeah, and Peter Cushing's like, "Enough, Vader, release him!" <laughs> right, and he does it. He should have kicked the shit out. After he should have done it to Peter him. Cushing. Yeah. Done it to him. And then like, I forget if it's two or three. We're like, 
the person walks in and sees the helmet being lowered onto his head and oh, he's yeah. got a like, green veiny head yeah, of his. Yeah, that big fucking gooey head. Yeah. Uh, but it was the same, it is that definitely thing uh, uh, of a great villain where like you're like, you don't know how you're going to defeat that guy. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of Empire Strikes Back, I, you get that inkling of how it's the crack is going to come is that sure. love, the love of a father. Sure. But through that first movie, you're like, Holy fucking shit! Oh yeah, but then and the voice and the the look and the helmet and the oh yeah, it's the perfect villain. Although, frankly, like when we saw his face at the end of Return of the Jedi, yeah, I found him. I found the actor. The, I actually found him to be one of the the lame uh, bad guys. Like what? Like his face was a little sure. A little but that you just because you puncture the. It's like. It's like when the predator takes off his mask, or like when well, he you was know, pretty scary still. Yeah, but it was like a creepy crab guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. He wasn't as scary as when he had that mask on, or when he was invisible. Yeah, but this was like was that actor's name was David Cr- Prowse, and no, no knock on him or anything. But I would have liked that's him. not hit. That was not him though. Uh, that was not him in, in that. Oh, I don't know. Well, whoever yeah. that fellow was. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, uh, I would prefer uh, they take it off, and it's like, and it's like, like Hayden Sam Elliott or something like that. No. Let's get to that. We'll get to like that. Like somebody badass. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um, okay. Because he's on. He's on. Yeah. You know, he's, mm-hmm. on my, he's on my other one. Yeah. Although I will. There say, are a few connected ones between the goods and the bads. Sure. Online. Sure. <laughs> well, I, I will say this though. I'll. I'll. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'm going to piggyback. Okay. And I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I don't claim this as a thing. But as I was writing Darth Vader, I, I also wrote down the evil emperor. Okay. Which was, I guess, Darth Sidious. Yeah. Um, I, like that guy was like. When that guy showed up, and you're like, holy shit, Darth Vader's got a boss? Right. And he shows up, and he's like, use your anger. Yeah, yeah. Feel the, feel the anger consume you. <laughs> yeah. Young yeah. Jedi. Yeah. I, I always thought that was great. But again, as they moved on in the episodes, and you learned more about that guy, I was less impressed with that guy. As a bad guy. Well, then it's like, the, as Senator Palpatine or yeah. whatever, I was like, yeah. who's that? They should have gotten... That guy was a poor man's Patrick McGuhan. <laughs> they should have gotten McGuhan. How dare you say that? To be that guy. But, uh, uh, but the evil emperor, I was, I was like, that's Darth Vader's boss. And, and I remember that like, when I saw it in the theater, yeah. that moment where like, he's killing Luke Skywalker and right. Darth Vader's looking Father! back. Father! People were fucking screaming in the movie yeah. theater like, do it. Do something, Darth. Do it. Farty cadet, do fart, something. Fart on him. <laughs> fart on <laughs> <laughs> It'll explode that electricity coming out of his hands. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, am I up or are you up then? I'm. I'm gonna be up. You said the emperor. I, well, I said I'm piggybacking. I don't claim okay. this as my. Okay. Own. He's not in your top ten, but he's okay. All yeah. right. But I mean, you know, it's like the, he, he was an afterthought. Darth Vader was the one. All right, go. I, I mean, I can't. I'm not allowed to say Jaws. Apparently, the don't. shark, even though he's the scariest fucking <laughs> bad guy ever. You still can't go in the fucking ocean. Guy, okay. I can't go in the ocean because that bad guy. Okay. Nobody else had that effect on me. <laughs> I could go to space. What do you got? Freddy Krueger. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to tell you what I loved about Freddy Krueger. Okay. At the time, this guy got into your fucking dream. He killed you in your dreams. Sure, sure. And he had a little sense of humor. He was funny. Yeah, I'll give you that. And, like, wicked. Right. He, he toyed with me, a little cat and mouse type thing, and, you know, he fucking, like, he would, tor- he would like, squeak his nails sure. down the thing. Right. And he had his claws, and he'd, like, he'd contort himself because he's a dream uh, guy. Yeah. But, like, that's the thing. It's like, everybody falls asleep. Sure. You have to. And you fall asleep, and that's when he shows up. It's like... How the fuck are you going to beat that guy? Sure. Chop off your own head? Right. Stay awake? Stay awake while they try to do that, and then at some point they always fall asleep. Right. Because somebody's got like a lullaby machine going nearby. Sure. Sure. You know? The ice cream truck goes by. Yeah. I mean, it's like, like, you know, (laughs) ring around the rosy. Right. But like, when I saw that movie for the first time, I saw it in the theater. Yeah. 
and like I was so scared of that guy. Like I, I had a hard time looking at him too. Right. But like, I, di- I mean, the shit he pulled on fucking what is it, Johnny Depp? Like up on the ceiling. Like you right. Know, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I was not a Nightmare on Elm Street guy. Mm-hmm. I probably saw the first one, and that might be the only one I saw. Maybe like once or twice. It's kind of the only one that's worth seeing. Okay. Really, truly. Okay. Because once you know, right, the secret. But that was the thing. It was like you didn't know how to how to defeat this guy. Yeah. I remember him being funny and scary as shit, and he looked like like he looked terrifying. Yeah, because that's what my kids have been asking me too. Is like you know, who has a really scary bad guy? Mm-hmm. And they're like, "What about Freddy Krueger?" I was like, "You don't want to see that movie." No. And they're like, "Well, we do." And I'm saying, "Wait a few years. Yeah, you don't want to see that." No, movie. that movie scared the shit out of me. And like, but then it was also like that great moment when like she grabs his hat on the way out when she wakes up with the hat, right. and it's like, "Oh my god, this is how we're gonna do it." Right. That shit was. This is how we do it, Kruger. Anyway, Freddy Krueger. Okay. Okay. All right. Here's what I got for you. Yeah. Rocky Three, Clubber Clubber Lang, Lang. Mr. T. He's on my list. That's a great call. That is a great. I mean, I remember going to see that movie in the movie theater, Mm -hmm. and the first thing it comes out is like the first fight he has in the thing is with Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Thunderlips. Yeah. Right, and you're like. I, I was a wrestling fan. I watched wrestling. I was so excited to see Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And I was like, this is great. Hulk Hogan. Da, da, da. Then fucking Mr. T shows up. And you've never seen this guy before. No. I'd never seen him before. No. Like, here's a guy who is new to me. He's got the mohawk. Yeah. The chains. Yeah. He's like a clenched fist. Yeah. Ferocious. And, and like, the way he, he doesn't have a chin up bar, he's got a fucking pipe in a basement. Right. That he fucking hangs. And the way he on. talks. Oh yeah, and taunts him. Hey woman. Yeah. Hey woman. Show you how to make a lot of real man. Uh, <laughs> when he went after Adrian, I got furious. Oh yeah. No, I mean like kick his ass, Rocky. Yeah, I mean like let's back it up. First of all, that movie yeah. starts before Thunderlips. You have Eye of the Tiger. Sure. A success montage. Sure. Rocky kicking people's asses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he beats up Thunderlips. Right. Throws him out of the ring. Now all of a sudden he's against. He's going up against a guy who's from the street. Yeah. Th- and this guy ferocious hates him. Uh, a precursor to Mike Tyson. Sure. I mean, Clever Lang was Mike Tyson. Yeah. Before Mike Tyson was Mike Tyson. Yeah. And it's interesting because, like, uh, you know, I, like I wrote down Clever Lang and then I was like, well, let me think. Apollo Creed. Apollo Creed was just great. He was charismatic. He was Muhammad Ali. He yeah, was the big he's talker. a good guy, though. He was never a bad guy. No. You know and then I mean? Ivan Draga. I mean, he killed Mickey, but, like, right. you know. And that's a pretty good bad guy, but it's not. It's. I, I thought. I mean, Rocky Four is still a great movie for what he is. Yeah. For what it is. But, but Clever Lang rocked your world. No, man. he was scary. You were like, Oh, my. And it might be just the age, but you're like, I've never seen anything like this before. Who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Well, then the thing was, like, and I don't know if you remember this, but like, in, I remember that came out in 83. And um, I remember that, like, in New York City, what we knew was that he was a bouncer at, like, Studio 54. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And he had been discovered. Okay. I didn't know that. And I remember it was funny because they're on. You want to say something? Well, I'm saying, do you know why he was chosen? Part of the reason he was chosen. Uh, why? And it punctures the myth a little bit because Stallone is so short. Okay, they had short? to. They want to find someone that was his size, and 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 Mr. T's kind of short. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, don't tell me that. Don't <laughs> yeah, tell yeah, me. Yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I remember that I was walking down the street, and and in front of like on East Eighty Sixth Street. Now it's a Dwayne Reed, but it used to be a movie theater, an RKO movie theater. Yeah. And you know they had that like uh, I don't know if they still do it now, but it's like they used to have. They would have basically what looked to be like a coin-operated uh, video game. With a TV set in it, and they would actually show 
uh, trailers for yeah. the movies that were playing inside or, or coming. Oh, okay, great. And I remember like uh, there was a couple walking by. I was watching the trailer, and uh, a couple came up behind me, and the and the guy was like, "Oh man, that's that that's that uh, <laughs> that's, that's the Mister T. He's the guy. He's the door guy over at uh, whatever. I <laughs> right. think it was Studio Fifty Four. He's like, right. oh man, they got that. They got him acting in this. Right. Oh wow. And they kept kept going. You recognized him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but my brother and I used to do like do the fight. My brothers used to act it out because there are those great shots in that movie where, like, Rocky will hit Clubber and his neck will just like pop up like a spring. Yeah, like his neck will go back and pop right back up. Yeah, and he's back in a fight. You know, his head will go sideways and pop back up. You yeah, know, we used to do that all the time. They did it. I remember. I remember. It's funny that you mentioned that because I remember it's like they they have them fighting in a two shot like profile. Yeah, and there'd be jabs and his head would snap yeah. snap back and you know and right, right. back up. And like, go, yeah. He was a great bad guy. What a fantastic bad guy. That's a good call. And you didn't know how he was going to win, and he was going to win by getting street. That's a good call. Apollo had to train him yeah. in order to beat this guy. Yeah. They needed to team up in order to beat that guy. Yeah, they did all kinds of shit. Fucking great. What a great movie. They did all kinds of shit. All right, that's my that's my number two. I'm going to go Yippee-Kaye motherfucker. Oh, he's on my list. Oh, man. Hans Gruber. As portrayed by Alan Rickman, yeah, in Die Hard, he's one of the you know like like um, Edward Longshanks. It's not you're not really worried about how you can defeat that guy. <laughs> well, but, yeah, I mean you know obviously he's smart. The odds are he's smart. He is smart when he does that fucking thing where he goes to the English act, the yeah. American oh, accent. Oh gosh, don't hurt yeah. me. Uh, hey, uh, Bill Clay. Yeah, and he looks up on the thing and says William Clay. On yeah, the, uh, yeah, and he's good. Yeah, he's fucking good. He's good. But the thing is, like, uh, the thing I love about him is you know. I think I am often accused of only liking bad guys who are badasses. Sure. Hans Gruber is not a badass, like, he'll kick your ass, but he is, you know, top five villain of all time in movies. All time. Yeah, well... And he's another of these guys you've never seen him before. I'd never seen him before in 1986 or whatever when he showed up. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, no, but that, and that, but the thing was also, it's like, because he was, first of all, his top henchman, Alexander Gudinov. Right. It's a ballet dancer. He's a ba- ballet dancer, but his brother got killed. That guy was going off he yeah. was going off the rails and Hans Gruber was like Nit yeah. or whatever language yeah. he spoke. Nine, Nine. Yeah. Like he fuck he corralled that guy. You were like, Holy shit, Hans. Find the detonators and, and then you can tear the place apart. Yeah. And also ruthless, like when that cheesy guy's like, Hans, yeah. baby. Boobula. But yeah. Come on. <laughs> and yeah, he, and he fucking shot Mr. Takagi in a heartbeat. Dude. He didn't even wait. No. He made a fucking example out of that guy. Yeah. But he, his acting was incredible, and you're like... And I, I was like, who is this guy? The acting is so... Yeah. Shoot the glass. Shoot the glass, yeah. Uh, uh, and he was uh, he embodied a character that was very unique, yeah. I felt like. Yeah. No, he was... And it's been done... Uh, you know, there's been bad Bond villains, and there's been whatever, but... He's a good version. No, he was great. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's like it helps that there was a little back and forth between him and John McClane. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and his death scene is great, too, with, like, the fucking watch. Yeah. And uh, and he, fall, he falls out of the window. Yeah. Yeah. That's anyway, great. so that's my, that's my, that's my pick. Oh, right I love, he's, a, he's in my top ten, no yeah. question about it. Frankly, you and I are probably going to have a lot of similar <laughs> uh, guys here. Okay. Although you don't have the shark from Jaws, which is I don't. ridiculous. Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Star Trek 2. <laughs> okay. Okay. Ricardo Montalban. Okay. Khan. Okay. Khan. Oh, here. And Khan. 
on. I'm going to make a prediction too. Yeah, I'm going to make, make a prediction. Your, make that prediction. I, I like um <laughs> like Darth our, Vader. Like Darth Vader, I suspect we're going to find we'll another get Khan there. on the other side. We'll of get things. there. We'll get there. And I disagree. We'll get there. I know. By the way, we'll get there. I'll flip those fuckers. <laughs> Are you telling me that Ricardo Montalban isn't fucking awesome in Star Trek 2? He is, but like when you see it right now, it's like so 80s with that mullet of his. And- uh, I guess so, but his acting is so fucking great. Well, Montalban is a fucking stud. And, the, and how they give him like cleavage, well, no, like muscle the- cleavage. No, but here's the thing. Yeah. Is that like uh, you should go online and look at Ricardo Montalban, pictures of him. He was a bodybuilder. Oh, I know. And like, That's just real. He was ripped. Yeah, and this is him like at 60 years old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to see him like that, uh, but he just chewed it. It was so, I mean, he was so, he was swarthy. Yeah. He was tough. He was ruthless. Ruthless, dude. And he was. With the earwigs. Yeah. Superhuman. Yeah. Strong. Strong and smart. Yeah. Not smart enough. Not smarter than Kirk, bro. Kirk had to think in other spatial ways. But that's what Kirk does. That's what Kirk does. That's how he beat him. That's why Kirk is Kirk. Yeah. He beat the Kobayashi Maru. He did. The only one. Yeah. But Khan is uh, certainly the best villain in all the Star Trek universe. We have a um, a nod to Khan and Super Troopers, too. We do. There she is. There she is. There she is. We won't tell you who gets to say that line. But Khan! Khan! It's a great movie. The Wrath of Khan is a great movie. It's a great movie, and he's I love a great bad guy. I love Montalban. Remember we saw him? Remember we saw him at Disney one day? That was hard. That was hard because he had to be in his 90s then. It, yeah, I mean, it was... This was literally like seven or eight years ago? It must have been around Spy Kids time, right? Was that Maybe. Was that a Disney movie? And he was like Kane's, right? He's on his crutch. He's on, yeah. He had like the wrist-grabbing crutches. Yeah. Um, and he was... his his that The disease that had taken care of his legs yeah. uh, was... But he still would have seduced you. Oh, he's fucking Ricardo Montalban. Oh my god! Fine, Corinthian leather. Yeah. What have What have they done to my car? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Welcome to Fantasia. Oh, I didn't even I didn't even talk about that. Yeah, I mean, you're like Mr. Uh, Rourke is a is a character from my well childhood. Well, you know what though? Like, cause I think you know we were talking about maybe next week we're gonna do heroes. Okay. I mean, you gonna put him in that? I don't know, maybe. I, might, I, think, I thought maybe you might put tattoo in that. Ta- well, remember, like <laughs> I've been, we talked about like Broken Lizard doing a a, a fantasy island movie where Jay True. would play Mr. Rourke and I would play tattoo. True. And I'd be just like in my on like my Dorf? knees in the shoes. Yeah. Like Dorf. Yeah. He just <laughs> get fucking kneel down in a pair of shoes. Hey boss, the plane. The There's got to be something wrong with that though. I mean, the, the the outcry from the little people that you'd be playing a little person. Hey, dude, have you ever seen uh, Tiptoes? <laughs> I haven't, although you Gary told me Ullman. about it. You told me about it. Um, Speaking of Gary Oldman. Y- yeah, well... Um, okay. Okay, well, uh, here, I'll segue to that. Speaking of Gary Oldman... Are you... Are you uh, is it your turn? Yeah. Okay, go. You just did con. Okay, got it. Uh, speaking of uh, Gary Oldman, one of my favorite villains in a movie is Drexel Spivey from True Romance. Okay. When he played, like, the, the dreadlocked guy. Yeah. And I remember... I don't know if he's in the movie enough to be... I'm just saying. On your list. No, but like when when uh, Clarence went to his, uh, what do you call it, pimp house, a whorehouse or something? Sure, yeah. Uh, my, I remember seeing it in the theater and my heart was beating. It was one of those times where I was like, I don't know how he's going to beat this guy. Yeah. 
given all of the accoutrement sure. the guy has around him. He like, was in the lion's den. Yeah, it was ballsy what Clarence did. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I thought that was a, it was a great performance by Gary Oldman. Yeah. Um, you know, he transformed himself. He had gold teeth. He had a fucking blind eye, a scar across his face, dreadlocks. He did. And a lot of fancy sayings. Did a lot of dough. Did a lot of Yeah. Those, that's Tarantino seems like, not, seems like you're not buying this one. Uh, you know, that was in an era of Gary Oldman that I didn't love, and, and, and he's actually one of those parts is on my list farther down uh, of villains I didn't like, and okay. it's farther down my list, so I don't know if we'll get to it, but... Okay. Know. Well, we'll keep going. Okay. We're going fast. All right. So, uh, is he your fourth? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I haven't ranked these in Oh, okay. Is he in your top... Is he, yeah. is he your submission right now? Oh, no. Okay. Make your submission. Terminator. The Terminator. So Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger. in okay. one. Okay, in one. In right. one. That was a villain that you didn't know how he could be defeated. Sure. Because that machine kept fucking coming. Even when the skin was burned off him. Yeah. Even when he was cut in half. Yep. Kept still fucking coming. coming. Even kept. when he was was metalhead. Yeah. Still coming at you. Keep coming. And it was like, and the thing about that guy, he had one mission. Sure. To fucking kill Sarah Connor. Yeah. And he was and he like, was ruthless. He killed fucking Goose from. Uh, oh yeah, I know who's the guy he killed. Goose was it Goose? Goose. Topcon? No, okay. not Goose. Uh, Slider. Slider. Was it Slider? Slider. Michael Rossovich. Rick Rossovich. Yeah, Rick Ross. Yeah, right. He also let's not kid ourselves. He pulled Bill Paxton's fucking heart out. He did. <laughs> Although Paxton says he didn't. Well, he did. When we asked Paxton, he says he did. Yeah, well, Paxton, you know. But um, I guess I I kind of didn't think about it because he becomes a good guy in the next movie. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he, and then he's a good guy from there on out. But he's a great bad guy in that movie. He's a great bad guy in that movie. He was so good. Like, I mean, first of all, back then, that was really the first taste we got of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Other than Pumping Iron. Which, by the way, I must say, Arnold Schwarzenegger himself was a great villain. Uh, a great... In Pumping Iron? In Pumping Iron. A great yeah. hero and villain. I guess so, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a, okay. that's yeah. a, that's an exercise in sports, right. in psychological warfare. Yeah. But, but, uh, but, but the Terminator thing was like a... I mean, it was so influential to his career because it was like it just used his strength, played to his strengths, yeah, to make him such a great bad guy. He wasn't acting; he didn't have to act. He didn't have to do, you know. I mean, now he's a better actor than he was then, but like he just had to be fucking scary. Yeah, I mean, and and, and you know, if if I'm being totally honest, I I would say a lot of times uh, good bad guys are also made by the quality of the movie they're in. Yeah. So like like Hans Gruber, for instance, Die yeah. Hard's a great movie mm-hmm. and very original for its time. Terminator was one that like for a while into that movie, like now you take it for granted, but for a long time you don't even know what's going on. Right. You don't know like who the, who the Terminator is. You don't know who uh, Reese is. Sure, the time travel thing. Yeah, well, then he says, I, you know, I came from the future. Like, what the fuck I'm are you talking about? Like, whoa, what the fuck is that? Sure. So it's a great movie, and then you realize that, like, you know, Arnold is not really saying stuff, and he's funny, too. Yeah. He says, I'll be back. And yeah. then he fucking drives in with a... Funny while still being scary. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's this, like, where you go into his head, and you see the way he sees things. Like, yeah, you great. Know, when he fixes his eye. Like he fixes he, his eye. Great, great yeah. thing. He had a cool haircut, and then you know. Okay. But okay. I didn't know. I didn't know how he was going to be defeated. He couldn't be defeated by that, by those guys. And sure. They, they they got him though. Molten uh, hot molten metal, I guess, defeated him. Right? Yeah. Till that red eyeball finally burned right. out. And a thing that. Yeah, squashed, squished him. him. Yeah. Okay. Terminator. Okay. Here's what I got for you. Yeah. Um. This is a this is a relatively new movie, but he, this guy is definitely one of the greatest bad guy characters. Of all time. Okay. And he won, won an Academy Award for it, too. 
Okay. Inglorious Bastards, uh-huh. Christoph Waltz. Mm. That, oh, well, there are like two or three scenes that are just fucking chilling. Mm-hmm. The opening scene Incredible. in the French uh, Incredible. Uh, farm farm house. Yeah. Unbelievable. And another one where you you don't you've never seen this guy before. It's no. it's like it's like Hans Gruber, you know. It's like you've never seen this actor before. Yeah. And you don't know what he's capable of, and you don't know where he's going with this character, mm-hmm. and that's what makes it terrifying because you're sitting there and you don't know what he's going to fucking do to those people. Yeah. What you do know is he has no problem killing. Yeah. And, and you uh, know he's in a Tarantino movie, so he probably will. Yeah. But his acting is like. It's so like he's enjoying himself, well, which is also makes it terrifying. I will say this again, and go, going back to my last point, it's, it helps when the movie's awesome. Yeah, and you know, I remember going to see that movie in the theater, and a couple minutes in, he says, like they're speaking in uh, in French, and he says, "Do you mind if I speak in English?" Yeah, I know you speak English. Do you mind if I speak in English? And I remember people in the crowd, including myself, kind of chuckling. Right. Oh, that old movie convention. Hey, listen, do you mind if we talk in English? Right. But then it turns out he's doing that because he's certain that nobody else speaks English down there. Right. And they won't be able to understand right. that he's getting that guy to fucking betray him. Right. Because he's threatening them. And then later on there's that scene where he has her come meet him and he's eating the strudel or whatever. Mm-hmm. And with the cream on it. Yeah. And that touch of eating that thing while he's talking to her and you don't know what he's going to do it's so fucking great that scene well because so unbelievable there were two scenes like that there's that scene and then there's also the scene where he's uh assembling a ballpoint pen with some ink yeah he's so meti- that character's so meticulous uh-huh. it's such a great character trait you're like well, you know this is a tidy fellow no loose ends he's very thorough yep He's, you know, with the shrew, like he's preparing the strudel with the cream and the <laughs> right, fucking thing, and he's right. telling her to eat it, and he's taking big bites, right, and and making faces, and then yeah. like he only has a couple bites, and he smokes a cigarette, mm-hmm. which you're like, ooh, I haven't smoked in a long time, but that cigarette, I bet, was delicious. <laughs> and he puts it out in the fucking dessert. Yeah, uh, great. It was a, one of the finest performances you'll yeah, ever see. Yeah, a great, a great villain. Great villain. A great villain. Okay, that's my. That's and my. He tangles that movie one. star that everybody's been fucking kissing her ass. Yeah. Um, okay. Here's one. Yeah. Well, here's kind of a funnier one. Okay. That you probably won't like, because it doesn't, might not fit into your category. Okay. But when I was a kid, mm-hmm. Fantasia, Night on Bald Mountain, the mm. fucking vampire that opened up, the mountain that opened up in the vampire, that yeah. scared me. Mm. You're such a dick, Heffernan. Give, Give me performance. Give me performance. A villain performance. Um, Buffalo Bill from Silence Great. of the Lambs. Great one. Uh, um, now I'm blanking on his name. Uh, De, uh, uh, Levine, Ted Levine, Ted Levine. Yeah, as Buffalo Bill, like when he's Great. doing the vagina, I'd fuck me, and like the because a lot of people would say Hannibal Lecter's the bad guy, but Hannibal's not really the bad guy in that movie to me. No, I mean he's, he's kind of a good guy in that movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's but terrifying. Here. He's sinister. Yeah, but like, but the real villain is that fucking Buffalo Bill. Yeah, when they come to that guy, and he's fucking weirdo. Yeah. And he's got that <laughs> voice. And there's so many uh, uh, things that he does as the actor that are memorable mm-hmm. that we quote to this day. Yeah. The lotion in the basket, 
Was she a great big fat girl? <laughs> oh my god! The naked dance, the fucking dick tuck dance. Yeah, and also you know like the lotion. Uh, yeah, the lotion in the basket. Like when she looks, she sees the fingernail and thing. Or like like, yeah. and also like when Clarice goes down there. Oh, terrifying! And, and there's like that dead body in the bathtub of yeah. the previous owner. Yeah, uh, or or just the owner. Right. Um, that. Now, uh, Chandra Sekar, tell that story. <laughs> so yeah, I mean when we were, what was it? We were making Club Dread. Yeah. And we wanted to cast, we were considering making an offer to Ted Levine for the part of, for one of the parts. And uh, Jay, who I guess is very susceptible to horror movies, Mm -hmm. he didn't want to meet with that guy or even offer a part to him because he was too scared of him. (laughs) Yeah. But we were like, dude, he's an actor. Like, he'd be great. And he's like, I can't, he's too scary. I can't, I can't. Right. And so we didn't. Right. But uh, yeah, that guy, I mean, that's a, a. uh, effectively, that is what uh, Jaws did to me for the ocean. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Buffalo Bill did to Jay for uh, Ted Levine. <laughs> exactly. Um, um, so okay. Buffalo Bill. That's, uh, that's five for you, by the way. Is it? Okay. Uh, God, I have to choose between these ones. I have, I have one more. I have one more. Okay. I've, if you're if you're doing six, I'm going to do six. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go with um, one of my all time, maybe top three favorite actors of all time. Okay. Unforgiven. Oh, yeah. Gene Hackman. Yeah. Little Bill. Okay. The dude is one of my favorite actors of all time. Whatever. Yeah. But, like, those opening scenes where you think he's kind of a good guy, and then he beats the fucking shit out of... Uh, Clint Eastwood. No, no, out of uh, Harris. Uh, oh, Richard Harris. Richard Harris, yeah. Yeah. And he beats the fuck out of him. Yeah. Like, like ferociously. Yeah. And you're like, holy fucking shit. In front of the shit. whole fucking town. Right. And, like, kicking him in the teeth. Yeah. Without a set, an ounce of remorse. No, he's making an example out of him. Yeah. For everyone else who's considering coming. Yeah, he's like, I'm the big fucking dick in this town. Yeah. And, uh... They're like, little Bill, little Bill come out of Wyoming, boys. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, uh, uh... That sets the tone for who that guy is. Yeah. And then when he does what he does to Ned, when he's whipping Ned... Yeah. And then he fucking puts him in that... And you're like, oh, whipping shit. Whipping Ned, but he beats the shit out of Clint Eastwood, too. Yeah. And you know that's when that's coming. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. It sets up you. The classic hero has to come in and. Yeah. Or anti hero has to come in and yeah. fucking take care of. And as always, I go back to it. Yeah. A great movie. A makes, great movie. Makes a great makes a great villain. Chicken and the Egg. Is the villain make the great movie or the great movie make the villain? Who knows? I don't know. Who knows? But uh, it's. I mean, also won an Academy Award for that role. But it's one of the finest, finest uh, acting he's, villains. He's amazing because it's it's nuanced. You know, yeah. you are. He's building his house, and he's not a great carpenter. Yeah, and he's the lawman in a time of fucking lawlessness. Mm-hmm. But maybe his methods are too harsh. Although maybe that's what the times called for. Maybe they are. And it's a it's a nuanced performance. And I will say this. Yeah. In an honorable mention, I, like I was thinking about this, but I didn't put it down. But like I was thinking, like Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor in Superman. Funny was funny. Yeah. But a great bad guy. Great bad guy. A comic bad guy. Because I've, I've gone around and watched it, and it's like, some of that movie doesn't hold up. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but he, to see him ha- uh, having fun with that role. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. He's got great comic timing. A great Luthor. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. I've got, I've got, I'll do my last one. Okay. And then I'll do my last one. Okay. And then we gotta do, fuck, we gotta do, okay. Holy shit. Okay. We gotta get How long going. are we going? 50 minutes we're in. 50 okay, minutes. so we'll have That's to go faster. Bad. Okay, here's one. From uh, one of my all-time favorite action movies. Um, a great actor. We've had him on our podcast. Oh, sure. He's on my list, too. Lance Henriksen as yeah. Chains in Stone yeah. Cold. 
Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I did this for a couple of guys, uh, but also uh, I'll take the actor and I'll say Stone Cold and Hard Target. Sure, he's a great villain in Hard Target. Sure, but Stone Cold is a great villain. He's a great fucking villain. Change everything he did when he. It's like. He's got the gun, and he's like tracing the like. This is my, this is my uh, country. This is my, this is my judge, this is my jury, and then like, or he puts the guy who's betrayed him. He sticks his hand in the fucking spokes of the motorcycle, yeah. but then he keeps that guy around. Yeah, he and, didn't care. Uh, he didn't care. He didn't, didn't care about the women. He didn't care about his the guys who worked for him. No, gives he gives gives Stone Cold uh, his woman to, to have sex with. <laughs> right, right. You know, he doesn't like. And you believed it all. Oh yeah. Yeah, but he uh, Chains was a fucking great, I, great. I, as always, when we talk about Stone Cold, I can't stress it enough. People, you, you have, have to, to watch, watch Stone Cold. And it's his. I mean, his performance is probably the greatest thing about that movie. Well, because so. that was the thing about that movie was that, like, uh, before you meet Chains, you're enjoying the movie because, in some ways, it's so cheesy. Sure. You know, starting with like the haircut that Brian Bosworth had, and the fact yeah. that it's like. You see him making a wacky shake with potato chips and then right. like a Snickers bar and then he fucking he throws the fucking shells of the eggs in there. It's <laughs> like, oh, who's going to drink this thing? He's right. so crazy. And then he gives it to his pet lizard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's yeah, a yeah, hot yeah. naked woman in bed who yeah. doesn't mind walking around naked in front of... Uh, All the visceral things are wonderful. Up to, and then yeah. the bad guy shows then up. Then you get to that like, motorcycle guy. Okay, what in a got? similar way, <clears throat> I'm going to pick a guy who um, is a great bad guy in several movies and two in particular. One is a better movie than the other, but one he's a better bad guy than the other. Okay, okay. Okay. Rutger Hauer. Okay. Blade Runner. Wow. And The Hitcher. Yeah. Which I think he's a better bad guy in The Hitcher than he is in Blade Runner. I don't know, man. Because he's fucking crazy. He is crazy. And you're terrified of him. He is crazy. Blade Runner's a better movie. Blade Runner's a great bad guy in too, though. Blade Runner's one of the best movies of all time. Yeah. And And his death scene? and Well, the speech he gives. Yeah. So great. I've, what is it like? I have seen, I have seen more things. And what is it like? I've forgotten. Yeah. So many things that will disappear like teardrops in the rain. In the rain. <laughs> Fucking great. It's a great final. And he saves yeah. the guy. And he saves the guy. Yep. Pulls him back up. Yeah. But he was, uh, it was like, he was such a unique bad guy. Because first of all, he was beautiful. He was. And he was like albino mm-hmm. and like, and, and perfect and pristine. And like, I don't remember if I had ever seen him before that. I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think we had. But when he pokes that dude's eyes out with his thumbs, or he, he fucking explodes the toy maker's head, or whatever Ooh, it is, yeah, Ugh. yeah, terrible. I mean, because you know he's he's ruthless. Well, that's the thing is like, but but not. He was created to be a slave. Yeah, and so it, all it was he wanted, justified. All he wanted was freedom. That's right. all he wanted. That's right. And everyone was hunting him. And also, he knew his clock was ticking. He wanted life. Yeah. He, they made him smart enough to appreciate what, he, who he was and what he was, and he didn't want to die, just like the rest of us. Yep. And the Hitcher, which I don't know, uh, have you seen the Hitcher? So many times. Yeah. I mean, he is so terrifying, I feel like, in that movie. Yeah. Um, well, that's a, that's, it's, that's a grimier unstoppable. movie. It's a grimier movie than you think. Yeah. You know, with the, French fr- with the fingers and the French fries and uh-huh. like... Doesn't he like they tear J- Jennifer Jason Lee in half? Yeah, between like like a semi an eighteen wheeler. I mean, like there's yeah, that's why it's like it's like how crazy is he? Yeah, you can't even begin to to know how crazy he is. Yeah, and he taunts you. Fuck. But yeah, that was a he's a good one. Okay. All right, so those are the those are the best villains. I have some honorable mentions, but I rattle them off real fast. Rattle them. Uh, Wicked Witch of the West, Margaret Hamilton. Okay, Wizard of Oz. Sure. 
terrified me as a kid. Yeah. And she just, uh, you know, I think she personified a certain kind of uh, kid pe- badness. Sure. Evil. Sure. When she showed up, I was fucking scared. Just like yeah, the munchkins were. scary. Um, Pinhead was one of mine. Pinhead in uh, Hellraiser? In Hellraiser. Pinhead. Okay, yeah. Okay. I like looking at that guy. Uh, uh, Kevin Spacey in Seven. Ooh, great. Great bad guy. Ooh, he should be at the fucking... Yeah, great bad guy. He should be at the top. Hugo Weaving in uh, The Matrix. Excellent. Fucking great bad guy. Excellent. How do you beat him? I don't know. He don't. He I don't can't. know. Javier Bardem in No Country for Old Men. Okay. Okay. Did you use that fucking cattle thing? Yeah, that was sort of like, uh, you know, everyone was like all up... Great haircut. Great haircut. Great haircut. Great haircut. Great haircut. All right. Let's get to the villains who shouldn't be villains. Okay. 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 So let's go uh, uh, guys who had no business being villains in the movies that they were in. Okay. Okay. You want to go first? Sure. Okay, go. Um, Tim Roth in The Hulk. <laughs> I'll give it to you. Like, I remember. Love it. There's a scene where they're supposed to establish like how ruthless he is, and it's like he gets off at, like, he's in a scene with William Hurt. Yeah. And for whatever reason, he decided not to get on an Apple box. For whatever reason, he decided not to hide the fact that he's fucking short. Yeah. And so it's like, here he is, like, in the scene of William Hurt, looking, like, straight up at him. And he's supposed to be this, like, legendary badass. Yeah. Yep. That's going to turn villain. And, and, like, it the, becomes, you know, yeah. uh, uh, the abomination. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. And okay. then it's like, there's a scene then, like, where he, he gets off a chopper. Yep. And he's like, he's so slight. He's like three feet shorter than the guys he's walking with. Yeah. And you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, I saw that. Put like a like a trench, like uh, like what's that Martin Short movie where he plays a little kid? Oh, uh, oh Wilfred or something. Clifford, like Clifford. <laughs> Clifford or yeah. whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> Put a trench for the other guys to walk in. Yeah. Let them be at the same. That's what I, was, I remember seeing that movie and I was like, <laughs> oh, you know what? Because I remember seeing that movie. I didn't see that movie with you. But I remember then giving you my review right afterwards, and I was like, there is something you're going to fucking love. Right, right. Which is, you know, one of our our British, you know, we, we, we sometimes make fun of the British actors. Sure. For overacting. But uh, but Tim Roth as, uh, as the Hulk in the Hulk. <laughs> the Hulk bad guy. Absolutely. Yeah. Great one. Okay. okay go. Uh, cliffhanger. Oh. John Lithgow. Oh, you fucking hate Lithgow. Uh, I, I, you know, the thing is, I do love Lithgow. Like Garp. Yeah, oh, my great. God. I fucking love him. Yeah, he's great. But he shouldn't. I mean, to be him to be the villain in that movie, yeah, which is bullshit because it ends with a fist fight with Stallone on top of a flipped over helicopter hanging off a cliff. Sure, and you're like, come on, sure, Lithgow's fighting fucking Stallone I to know. a draw. I know it. Come on, believe me, dude. And it was one of those things where they had he was like had the fake British accent going, and he was trying to do the Hans Gruber thing, and it just didn't it didn't fit. It yeah. did not fit. Yeah. If no. you're gonna fight Stallone in the fist fight thing, you better be fucking in the Expendables. Yeah, you know what I mean. Not John Lithgow. No, it's got to be like you got. You have to be fucking Clubber Lang. Yeah, give me Mister T. Not Third Rock from the Sun. No, you know what I'm no, saying. Not fucking Juilliard trained uh, <laughs> actor. And I love him. Don't get me wrong. But no, 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 no. Okay, no, you can't get no, no, no. <clears throat> no, no, no. Okay. okay. Well, I guess in that vein, then I'll just I'll I'll, I'll go down my list a little bit. Like, okay. and I hope this isn't too deep a cut, but like. Uh, Commando in the movie Commando. Okay, his nemesis is uh, is like a British actor. I kind of like that guy. The guy who wears the chainmail. Yeah, he's got the chainmail. <laughs> right. And he was in. Uh, he was in Mad Max. Mad Max. Yeah. Road. Uh, the second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Road, Road Warrior. Warrior. Yeah, yeah. He was younger then, and more in he's shape. A badass in that movie. But, like he's really out of shape, and he's got like a fat butt. 
Okay. And a fat stomach. <laughs> okay. And like he says a lot of things like, you know, at what point at the, in their fight at the end of the movie, he's like, you're out of shape, John. I feel great, John. And he's saying, I'm like, I'm sorry, you're out of shape? I think he's Australian, too. I think he has an Australian accent. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're out of shape, John. And I'm like, hold on a second. Let's pause this right here, motherfucker. Take a look at yourself and take a look at who you're fighting. Right. You're fighting Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) Right. I just, 30 minutes ago before he destroyed your entire compound... He uh, he fucking rode away from a helicopter in just a speedo bikini, and he was flexing, and he's not out of shape. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, that guy. He wore like a chainmail. He wore leather pants yeah. around. He looked like he was in the village people. Yeah, but I, I thought he was relatively tough. Though. I never bought him. Okay, I never. I bought mean, maybe because you're, you're he's coming off Road Warrior. You're like, all right, um, okay. So you got that guy. You don't know his name. You're like, you guy. know what, Queen? You are. You're like a little poo pooer. <laughs> is what you are. I've I've been so supportive of you. Have I poo pooed any of your? You're me. It's like, no, yeah. don't. Do, I want to make a rule: no sharks. <laughs> and uh, no, he's not really a bad guy, though. Okay, uh, another uh, bad guy I did not enjoy: Gladiator, Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, dude, what are you talking about? He's fucking crazy. Now I'm going to poo poo you just for the fuck of it. Really though, I'm vexed. I'm very vexed. <laughs> I mean, it's another one of those situations where the guy puts on the British accent mm-hmm. and chews it, mm-hmm. and then he's supposed to be the fucking guy up against Russell Crowe. Yeah, and I know they give Russell Crowe like a like a lung injury or whatever it is, well, so no, that that's it can the thing. It's even like, the odds. Their but whole, I think the whole point is that that guy's he's a pussy. He's he supposed is. to be a pussy, and that's why he has to cheat to beat Russell Crowe. He's a sniveling yeah, pussy. He's a little sniveling pussy. But I, like, I'm not buying that choice for a bad guy. I prefer. To have a guy who was the equal of the good guy. Like John Cena. Yeah, as opposed to, yeah, put John Cena in there. Sure. And uh, I'll give it to you. But yeah. uh, I just thought the performance was way over the top. Okay. And uh, I don't know. Okay. I'm not liking it. Okay, okay, that's fine. Okay. I didn't like it either. I was just pooping just because that's all you've been fucking doing. Okay. Okay, but here's one that you can't poo poo. This one is poo poo proof. Okay. John Travolta in Battlefield Earth. Okay, as the fuck as an alien with like the dreadlocks and everything like that. And I'll like, give it to you. The bushy eyebrows. I'll give it to you. That way, we saw you and I saw that in the movie theater together. Yeah, and uh, I read the book. Okay, I had read the book. Sure. Uh, when I was in high school, I read that book, and I had no fucking clue L. Ron Hubbard is or whatever. Just somebody told me, "Oh, you, this is a good science fiction book," and I read it, and it was okay. Yeah, I mean, it was it was out there. Yeah, and it was all right, and I was like, okay, you know, and then. Travolta turns into a movie because he's a fucking Scientologist. Sure. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I thought it wasn't, I thought the book was better than the movie. Well, the funny thing was, the funny thing was that, like, when I was thinking of Travolta in Battlefield Earth, it started to open up, like, the floodgates. I was like, I started thinking about Travolta in his bad guy roles. Like, what yeah, was the like Broken Arrow? Oh, Broken Arrow, yeah. Was it the Punisher where he was the bad guy? And he had that big fucking pipe, <laughs> yeah, that Sherlock Holmes pipe, yeah. That he would like so that was his prop, yeah. And you and I, we saw that together. We yeah. were relentless, yeah. Although yeah. I, uh, uh, I remember I was thinking about him in Face Off, which I actually liked Face Off, good movie. And he definitely chews up that scenery, but that was part of the conceit of it. I think that see, at times he had to be Nick Cage, at times he had to be John sure. Travolta. Although in that movie, as the hero, like. That move that showed he was really the dad, where it's like he like wipes his hand down the front of everyone's right, face. Right, right. <laughs> what right. the fuck is that? Right. Never. Like, get off my. Stop touching my face, Travolta. Yeah, get off my face, yo. Um, but yeah, Travolta, not a, not a good. 
Not a convincing bad guy. Okay. Uh, here's a controversial one for you, Lemmy. Uh-oh. I will come back to... Don't you dare say what I think you're going to say. Uh, uh, Star Trek 12 or whatever the fuck it is. Oh, boy. Uh, Cumberbatch as the revisited con. I like the way you just <laughs> sullied the, the new versions of Star Trek. No, I like the new version. I, I, I like them, you know, uh, uh, they're good. But I think that uh, that was a situation to me where he was a very hot actor. And it's like, let's put this guy into the role of Khan. And it doesn't fit in my mind at all. It's completely miscast uh, going back to what who Khan was. Who are you thinking, John Cena? Yeah, definitely John Cena. Yeah. Maybe Ralph Mueller. Oh, dude, or fuck, you know who would be great? You know would be great, Khan is... Hulk uh, Hogan. Is uh, Momoa. Yeah. Jason Momoa. Holy shit, okay. A good fucking Khan. Okay. Yes, he would. Yeah. Yes, he would. But Cumberbatch, you know, I think he's a great actor, and I love him, you know, in certain roles or whatever, but as Khan, no fucking way, dude. Mm-hmm. No fucking way. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving it to you. Mm-hmm. Sherlock Holmes, I'll give it to you. Dude. What about Smaug? <laughs> Smaug? Yeah. I'll give it to you. Okay. I watched. I started watching the Sherlock Holmes thing. It's good. I stopped. Oh, you don't like it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but you don't. You tend not to like British things. I no. I tend to don't just like what I don't like. I've is, heard you say. Here's I what don't I don't like, like: British things. I don't like the quirky, crazy uh, hero. I don't okay. like that. Okay. It's like House, like the show House. Yeah. Like he's so fucking crazy, but he's brilliant. Yeah. And it just seemed like every time they would just create the most kind of ridiculous. Scenario for him to be like to go around the room, and be like, and you're like, okay, I get it, I got it the first time. Oh boy, the dude's has perception powers that are unrivaled. Do you are you a Sherlock Holmes fan in general? Yes, I love Sherlock Holmes. I do, but I don't think he needs to be the absent-minded, uh, quirky kind of crazy guy. And then all of a sudden, like, there's an episode where he's kicking someone's ass, and you're like, oh, okay. I'm not buying that either. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, just on the side note, my, I got two episodes in. I think my issue did you did you? Uh, <laughs> I've been wanting you to watch it. I know. Does Moriarty show up yet? No, oh, dude, you're gonna fucking hate Moriarty. Okay. Oh my <laughs> okay. god, talk about talk about. Uh, we, that was the thing. Like the, the, bro- the brother shows up. Oh yeah, you and you're, you think he's Moriarty, and then you're like, okay, and then the brother was like, oh, okay, yeah. God, what did I just see? They had like the brother. It was totally out of the blue. Oh, he's in uh, Game of Thrones. Who is? He's the 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 brother is the head of the banker. Oh, okay, the head okay. of the bank. Okay. And by the way, also the brother is the one who created the Sherlock Holmes show. Oh, is that right? Yeah, that guy. I can't remember his name. Okay. Yeah, that guy. Oh, that guy right there. Um. Okay. But uh, oh my God, Queen. Yeah. You have to watch it just to see Moriarty. Okay. You're going to shit your pants. He should be at the fucking top of this list. Okay. All right. Oh, my God. Um, okay. So okay. that's uh, Cumberbatch in Star Trek. Okay. Okay, go. Not going to agree with you. Or do you want me to just keep listing? No, I'm okay. my fucking turn. Okay, go. Uh, okay. I'm going to say that fucking the gold guy in the 300. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. Was, I like how you didn't even fucking care to get anyone's names. Fuck. I, I actually know who that guy. I, I can't I remember his name right now. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I know. He's kind of a, he's a Brazilian actor, I think. Uh, in, the funny thing is I just watched the second one. Okay. And he's the, in that, too. Oh, really? But, like, they seem to tone him down a little bit in the second one. Because he was, like, really, like, not. I mean. Did you see the second one? 
No. Because they, 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 they tell the origin of him. Okay. About That's what, how he became that guy. How he became gold with plucked eyebrows? Yeah, exactly. Uh, this androgynous, uh, gigantic, weird dude with I'm, chains all over him. Yeah, I'm just going to say this. Yeah. The, my bad guys, for my taste, yeah. uh, don't pluck their eyebrows. <laughs> that's that's the first fucking... Sure. To me, that's the sure. first sign of a weak bad guy. Sure. Plucked eyebrows. Xerxes. Xerxes, that's right. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, okay. I'll get this one out of the way, which I, I talked about briefly before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go uh, Star Wars 1, 2, 3, Hayden Christensen. Sure. As Darth Vader. Sure. Because, I mean... Through no fault of that guy. I mean, how do you deliver that, right? I mean, I think they could have gotten someone with a little more menace or something to him, but uh, uh, it's a hard thing. Well, it's like, you know, I mean, look, it's kind of like putting Shia LaBeouf potentially as, you know, for a moment in time where we were like, oh, is he the next Indiana Jones? But putting him in an action movie next to Harrison Ford, of all people. Yeah. You know, like... Uh, but like, there's so much mythology to that guy and the evilness and who he is. It's gonna be hard for anyone to pull that off, and I, I don't think that guy had it to pull off. Yeah, yeah. And and to me, that's such a disappointment because all through those first three movies, you want to know who this guy is and how he became who he was. Yeah. And actually, that third one is actually a pretty cool dark movie. You take Jar Jar Binks out of it, and it's a pretty good dark movie. Yeah. Where he actually becomes the guy, and that's probably his best one of the th- those three, but it just doesn't deliver on the huge myth that you want it to be delivered on. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, no, no, I'm, I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, All right. Okay. Here's one. Here's go. Thoth Amon, Conan the Barbarian, James Earl Jones. Okay. Okay. Like James Earl Jones is the bad guy. You don't like him? Hold on. Okay. He does cool things, like he turns fucking snakes into arrows, yeah. and he turns himself into a snake. And he's got the fucking voice. He's got the voice, but the problem was, okay, they had him in kind of like a like a not a Rick James wig, <laughs> yes, but he had like those little tight bangs, like a Betty Page. bangs. Yeah, you're right. And little, the long, little tight bangs and a mullet. I'm giving you that. Yeah, and I just remember even at the time I was. It's like, like the wig uh, Cheadle wears in Boogie Nights. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> That's the prototype. That's <laughs> right. what Cheadle was going for. <laughs> right. James Earl Jones and Conan the Barbarian. Right. Like, even as a kid, uh, you know, I'm full on into Conan the Barbarian. Because right. I'm, you know, all up in Schwarzenegger's business. But, like, James Earl Jones, you know, he's kind of like a, a little out of shape. Right. And, uh, you know, he's got that hairdo. He's got bangs. Yeah. Like, tight bangs. Mm-hmm. Like, he went to the salon before that movie started <laughs> and, like, got the, the latest cut. He did. And it didn't, it didn't fit a fat guy either. No. That, that, uh, that wig. No. So, you know, I got to say, as much as I love James Earl Jones, because love I really him. do. Great voice. He uh, is Darth Vader's voice. So many great things. Yeah. Uh, can't give him uh, the bad guy in Conan the Barbarian. Okay. This is my fifth. Um, I, I, I have deep cups left here. Uh, the Last Boy Scout. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans. Uh, Taylor Negron. Yeah. And I'll tell you this. Uh, I think he's a funny guy, and RIP. He died recently. Yeah. But miscast as that bad guy. Yeah. And for the, you know, Taylor Negron, he's a great comic. He was a stand-up comic. Yeah. Well, he's uh, a pizza guy in Fast Times. He's Fast Times River High, yeah. That's from, he's a, he's a stand-up comedian. Yeah. 
in real life. And yet he's going in the kind of fist fight. It's kind of like that John Lethgow guy. Thing. He's going fist fight against Bruce Willis, and I'm not buying it. Yeah. And it was a choice. Like, they wanted an L.A. guy who you wouldn't think is as tough as he is or as ruthless as he is. Yeah. And he doesn't talk tough, and he doesn't look tough, and then all of a sudden he kicks fucking ass. Yeah, well, that's the problem, is because any of these bad guys, at some point they're going to have to go toe-to-toe with your hero. Yeah. And you have to believe that they can... I mean, a good bad guy should be able to defeat the hero, but the hero somehow digs deep and finds a way to overcome... There's no way in the world I I don't believe that Bruce Willis is going to kick the crap out of Taylor Negro. Yeah. I just don't. I mean, that's just the way it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm not knocking the guy. No, I know. I don't like these RIP, man. I'm with you, dog. I'm just saying. I'm with you, dog. It was a weird choice. Here, I got got a couple. Go. Uh, And these sort of fall in the same same camp. This one's going to be very unpopular. Okay. You're going to be very shocked. Okay. I'm going fucking Sauron from... Uh, Lord of the Rings. Okay. Now, I get Solomon and Sauron. <laughs> Is it just the eye, right? Sauron's the fucking eyeball. Oh, okay. Well, he's a, that's like the shark. It doesn't fit into the fucking... No, he's a fucking eyeball, but he used to be a guy. You know, we see him, and technically we see him in flashback. Oh, we do. We do. He's a badass when we see him. Yeah, he's a badass, but now he's a fucking eyeball. <laughs> right. And it's like, he sends all his fucking army out to do some shit. He should sure. l- just let a couple fucking dudes there to protect him. Okay. And he got two hobbits uh, running up a... So you're saying you don't like an eyeball as your bad guy? Nah. Kind of looks like a vagina, doesn't it? Yeah. Is it mean, the like, eyeball? Like a hot vagina. Yeah. Um, and to that, to that, I even the more pussy version of that okay. is uh, the machines from The Matrix. Okay. Like... Ultimately, We're not. You're, you're. This is not part of the thing here. Ultimately, we didn't. You didn't. We didn't specify in advance okay. that, that it was uh, inanimate objects. But this is. These are. These are the villains in. Uh, in the Matrix. No. The, no. Hugo Weaving is the villain. And they called a fucking truce. They called a truce. <laughs> That's a plot problem. What kind of a villain calls a truce? They called a truce while uh, everyone else still plugged in like human batteries. Yeah. They call a truce. Okay. What about those people? No, you're right. What about those people? No, hey, listen, that's my problem with the movie. Yeah. Is that the human's like, wait a second. You, okay, cool, you, truce. Your original mission was to free all those people. Instead, right. you just saved yourself. Right. All right, anyway. Okay, Spider-Man 3. Oh. Venom. Toe for Grace? Toe for Grace. <laughs> yeah. Like, Venom, it, it, when you read the comics or see what it is, Venom is like a badass, yeah. fucking toothy, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh... For some reason, they chose Topher Grace. I don't know why. I like Topher Grace. I guess I think he's a funny guy, isn't he? Like, because he looks exactly like Tobey Maguire, right? I get. I don't know, but they don't. Ha- you don't have to do that because once it becomes Venom, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you don't. You shouldn't. In general, you shouldn't have a guy named Topher playing your bad guy. <laughs> I just, you know, Topher, Taylor, and Joaquin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just you know, stay away. Stay away. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I'm done. You're done. Um, I I got a few honorable mentions. Okay. Uh, the Mexican. Do you remember that movie? The Mexican with, uh, with Brad Pitt. Oh yeah, and uh, 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 James Gandolfini and Julia Roberts. Yep. Yeah. Great cast. Yeah. You know who the bad guy in that was? He was a mobster. You know who he was? No. Bob Balaban. Oh Jesus, that's terrible. <laughs> that's fucking terrible. Bob Balaban played a mobster bad guy in that movie. And you know what? You know, Bob, you know him from like the Christopher Guest movies and yeah. Best in Show. He's yeah. a little bespectacled fellow. Yeah. Yet you're supposed to be like he's the tough guy, he's the bad guy that 
Brad Pitt's afraid of. Yeah, you know what? Come on. You know what? You just, uh, in your honorable mentions, you just reminded me of one just like that. Which okay, is, okay. I think a great movie, Drive. Okay. And uh, Albert Brooks is your bad guy. Ah, he does a good job. No, a movie. lot of people are like, oh, he's really good at he that. He is like, really fucking fuck good at that Albert movie. Brooks, uh, he's really good in that movie. Nah, I didn't feel it. I kind of like that. No, nah, I didn't feel it. Okay. Um, Under Siege 2. You know the bad guy? Mm, no. Eric Bogosian. Bogosian? Yeah. Remember Bogosian had that, he had that kind of moment where he did that talk radio uh, yeah. movie and then uh, yeah. he did the monologue guy. Yeah. And he was the bad guy in Under Siege 2. Bogosian versus Seagal. You know what I'm talking about with that? Dude, Seagal. You're in Lithgow, Lithgow world again. Seagal breaks people's fucking joints. Yeah. Bogosian smokes joints. <laughs> Hello. Oh. Hello. Yeah, not a good call. Uh, okay, those are my honorable mentions. Oh, you know what we should do is like fucking hot chicks. <laughs> we should do a, That's a, our list. a list of hot chicks. And then, well, you can't do not hot chicks. No, How about hot chicks and hot dudes? <laughs> <laughs> That's our next list? Yeah. Okay. Should, right. I, should I recap our list or no? Okay. Were well, you writing them down? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Long Shakes from Braveheart, Freddy Krueger, Hans Gruber, The Terminator. We had Darth Vader, Mr. T, Clever Lang. Or Farty Cadet. Khan, the Farty Cadet. Uh, we had Christoph Waltz, Rutger Howard, Lance Henriksen. I can't read this one. Yeah, Buffalo Bill. Uh, and then some of the ones we didn't love, Tim Roth from The Hulk, John Lithgow from Cliffhanger. Taylor Negron, Last Boy Scout, Joaquin Phoenix, Gladiator, the guy from Commando, Xerxes. Did you ever? Uh, yeah, Xerxes. James Earl Jones. Did you ever hear that joke? Uh, what do you call a Roman with uh, with hair in his teeth? No. Gladiator. Hello. 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 And on that note, there we go. That's our villains episode. You know what I'm gonna chew on the way out? What? I'm gonna chew some scenery. <laughs> Are you? Like all our like one of our bad villains? Yep. Okay. How does it taste? Pretty good. Okay. I'm start doing it. Super Troopers 2, I'm going to start chewing some scenery. You're going to chew up the scenery? Mm-hmm. Do we have uh, uh, some good villains in uh, Super Troopers 2? We're going to. No comment. We're going to. No comment. Why not? We wrote them. Uh, They're good. Well, you just don't know who they are. We don't know who they are. You don't know who they are. Yeah. You won't know who they are. No. But they're going to be good. I'm not going to give any fucking hint. It's fun. That's actually what we're doing right now is we're casting the Super- villains for Super Troopers 2. Yeah. We, uh, Which is great. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything else about it. That's it? Okay. All right. Thanks, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the villain talk. Uh, We'll talk to you next week. Now leaving Nerdist.com.